This is another interview brought to you by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Hi, this is Stephen Hill, game director on Batman Arkham Asylum. Hi, this is Lee Bermeo. Hi, I'm Brandon Vietti, director of Under the Red Hood. Hi, this is Gail Simone. Hi, this is James Tucker. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgens. Hi, this is Bruce Tim. This is Michael Jelinek from The Brave and the Bold. Hi, this is Andrea Romano. Hi, my name's Dan DeDeal. Hi, my name's Claiborne Moore with the CS Moore Studio. Hi, this is Jim Lee. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, it's Sean DiMaggio. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. Welcome to the Batman Universe Specials. I'm your host, Dustin. As always, we have with us Apple, and we are doing an interview today with the writer of the Oracle miniseries, Kevin Van Hook. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me. So I guess the very first question is, how exactly did you get involved with Oracle? I had been doing a little bit of writing with DC and working with Dan DiDio and Mike Seglane, and... um, it came up in conversation while I was sitting with Dan that, that I was a computer geek. I'd been messing around with computers and, and doing relatively high-tech stuff for a long time, and uh, also a visual effects artist, and I've done programming and, and used to mess around with BBSs and things before the Internet was around. And um, he asked if it was something I'd be interested in, in taking a crack at. He had an idea. He and Ian Sadler and, and Mike Martz and the back book guys all had a pretty much an idea of where they wanted to go with it uh, in broad strokes, but um, uh, wanted somebody who was kind of computer savvy to be able to uh, to write that side of, uh, of Oracle and Calculator. Now, uh, you previously worked on the Superman and Batman versus Vampires and Werewolves. How was the transformation from non-continuity into a story that is dealing with a lot of continuity in an overall story? Well, it was... I used to write and draw comic books quite a bit, and I, I was... Uh, one of the writers and, and creators at Valiant Comics, and we had a really tight continuity with across our you know, 10 to, to 15 titles a month. Um, and so that, um, I was used to that thinking in, in those kinds of terms, in terms of comics anyway. With Superman and Batman, it was kind of a, a nice break to where it's like, okay, this is outside of continuity. I don't have to deal with you know specifics, although I still wanted to have touchstones of, of what we think of with the iconic characters. With um, with this, it meant more doing a lot of research, reading a lot of the, the last uh, run of uh, Birds of Prey, um, figuring out for myself who, who Barbara has become. I was a, a fan of, uh, of the character years ago, but hadn't really been keeping close tabs on what she'd been up to lately. And um, and in getting a handle for myself also on on what the level of... of, uh, of the calculator's character was in terms of you know was he uh, was he a serious threat was he a nuisance you know what how how would I approach him and then it meant dealing a uh, fair amount with uh, editorial you know just saying you know throwing out questions to Dan and 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 Mike Siglane and, and Mike Marks and saying you know, this is the kind of thing I'm thinking is this cool does this work with what you're doing and I also read a few issues of. Uh, I think it was the first two issues of scripts for Battle for the Cowl before I started. And so that, uh, that was a big help as well. It seems that everything that's going on within the Batman universe currently 
as far as the Battle for the Cowls series and all the miniseries, they seem like they're all having some kind of tie-in relationship where Gazette has some stuff that's also happening in Azrael. Azrael's also having some stuff that's happening for Battle for the Cowl. How did you guys, uh, you guys as the writers, kind of work together at all to kind of tie in certain aspects of the story to make it really an overall story for Battle for the Cowl instead of just focusing on the main three issues? For me, it was more about dealing with, with the editors instead of the specific writers. I, I did uh, have the pleasure of having a dinner with several of the Batman creators, including Tony Daniels there and, and the editorial Mike Marks and Mike Lane. But for me, it was more about uh, sitting with Dan DiDio Dan and, and these guys and from the editorial side and finding out, okay, where are they going? What are they doing? What type of stones do you want me to make reference to? Um, my story was a little more self-contained. And so it was more of a matter of, of what's the backdrop, what's going on. You know, the uh, Batman's gone, Gotham's in trouble, uh, police forces spread thin, that kind of thing. What uh, what kind of little things can I make reference to so it, it feels like it's part of this overall storyline? Uh, one question that fans did want to ask you is, um, how was it to dive into Calculator versus Oracle story that, would, that we last saw in uh, Birds of Prey? Well, it was fun because for one thing, uh, a good friend of mine, Tony Bedard, was the guy who was writing that last run of that stuff. And so it was nice to see his work and, and sit down and read a, a pretty good long run of it. Uh, for me personally, I felt he had kind of told his story and, and, and had somewhat of a conclusion with it, uh, left it you know, where you could go in a couple different directions. So for me, it was more about telling an ongoing adventure uh, the next time these two go up against each other. So it was uh, it was fun. It was it was something I was uh, looking forward to seeing how I would treat these two characters because for me I I was really playing up the fact that these two are incredibly smart people and uh, that uh, the calculator does just because he's a hacker. I also wanted to to get across the idea that he doesn't have unlimited funds. If he's going to try to use uh, really extreme computing power, he's going to have to figure out a way to be clever and trick his way into it. Um, one of the famous hackers, Kevin Mitnick, years ago, you know, was somewhat famous for bluffing his way into places like Pac Bell and and, uh, and other big companies where he had access to, to massive amounts of computing power. And that's that's something I wanted to do with the hack with the calculator. Without asking you to give away the conclusion of the miniseries, there's a bunch of rumors floating around. We we already know that there's going to be a Batgirl series come June, as it was announced back at New York Comic Con. But there's some rumors floating around. Just I guess it might have been just people thinking up ideas. With all the panels that are showing Barbara Gordon staring at the Batgirl costume, a lot of people have, I guess, jumped to the gun and sit there and decided that Batgirl is going to be Barbara Gordon. How do you feel about those rumors? Well, I think it's uh, it's a tribute to Barbara Gordon and to the creators who've written her in the past that the fans care enough to to speculate and to talk about it. Whether it is Barbara um, as Batgirl or Barbara as Oracle, they, they love the character. And uh, from that perspective, I think that's really cool. Um, you know, for me personally, the uh, you know I'm I'm telling a story that's part of a much larger picture within the DC universe, and so as, as you say, I can't really talk about the ending. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that again, um, uh, on a very personal level, I would like to see uh, um, see Barbara have the option at least have the, the, the capability, potentially. And we see, we, we have uh, other ideas who Batgirl is going to, to become in June. Who would some of your picks be? Uh, 
to be perfectly honest, if it were completely up to me, I, I would say Barbara is, is Batgirl. Uh, <laughs> I have a hard time seeing anything else. <laughs> All right, now at the end of Birds of Prey, the very last issue, there was an Origins and Omens story that you wrote. It, in that Origins and Omens story, the last page of the Origins and Omens stories for all of the different books had a, the last page was a montage of a bunch of different scenes. Now, as we saw in the very first issue, one of those scenes has actually taken place already in your miniseries, the one where the person has their head completely blown off. Now, the, the question that I'd like to know is, can we expect to see more of these scenes that was presented in Origins and Omens in your series, or is there more going to be shown after your series? You'll definitely see more of them in my series, and I think that there's there's potentially one of them that you'll see beyond my series. If you were given uh, complete freedom to write on any Bat book out there, what type of story would you tell and who would it involve? I love Batman himself. I, I, I love the character. I love the, the detective aspects of him. I would, uh, I, I would love to, to be able to tell a, a straight noirish Batman adventure. Uh, I also like the supernatural. I tend to be associated with it because, as a, as a comic book creator and as a filmmaker, I've tended to do a lot of horror stuff. But uh, uh, you know, and I've gotten to explore that with Superman and Batman, even though it was in a very specific light. The, um, I was a, was a big fan of what Frank Miller was doing in the 80s with Batman Year One, with his run on Daredevil. Uh, so, I mean, the kinds of things that I would want to evoke would, would be the kinds of storylines that uh, Frank did with Daredevil and Bullseye uh, leading up to Electra's death, where uh, you've got a very, very personal one-on-one storyline between the villain and the hero. Uh, and then and with Batman, it's such a rich character, and we've seen, you know, his, you know, his ultimate enemy, uh, really, is the Joker, and we've seen that story told so well. I don't know if I would necessarily bring anything new to that, but I would like to either create a, a new character or, or find someone within the, you know, the pantheon of villains, and if there's somebody that I could, uh, could do justice to to really, you know, pit him against Batman and, and make it something special. All right. Now, one of the questions. That- some of the fans want to know, not just necessarily from you, but from writers, comic book writers in general, how long does it normally take you to finish a script for one comic, or do you work on the entire series or arc at once? Well, it's a little bit of both, because um, because I also do write screenplays. I look at, at comic books, especially a three-issue storyline, uh, very much like a movie script, in the sense that I have a first act, second act, third act kind of structure. Um, at the same time, you know, they are different mediums, and so I'm, I'm trying to, um, obviously each story has to then break down into, each issue has to then break down into its own beginning, middle, and, and last act. Um, so I do have to think about all three issues that, that in, a, in a broad stroke sense, but and kind of know where I'm going and what I'm building towards and what I'm foreshadowing and all that kind of stuff. But as far as an actual issue, once I kind of know where I'm going, uh, which which can hours or days of of you know walking around and thinking and doing other things and kind of thinking about it in the back of your head. <clears throat> it's uh, it's probably three to five days to actually write a, a, a script, a uh, full script with dialogue and and everything. Um, prior to my work with DC, outside of when I wrote the Flash Gordon Sunday comic strip, I usually wrote um, 
plot first, uh, which was more common, commonly known as Marvel style back in the early 90s, but where you, know, you write the action, the descriptions of each uh, panel or page for the artist, they draw it, it comes back, and at that point, I would let I would dialogue it or, or write the narration. And um, it's, a, it's a different experience because when you write full script, I have to, to visualize everything uh, completely, you know, put, put the dialogue down, think in terms of, okay, if I'm going to have any kind of fancy or interesting interplay back and forth between characters, I have to kind of suggest how they're laid out in terms of, of where they are on the page so that the balloons don't crisscross and get confusing and very tough to letter. Um, the, uh, the advantage of plot first versus script first is, is when you're scripting over with, with pencils, you can sit there and say, oh, well, he didn't really draw exactly what I said. I can kind of fix it at this stage, or I could. He didn't really do the expression I wrote. He has her now with a different expression. It's, it's even better than what I thought of before. And you can change the dialogue to fit the new expression. Um, you know, the, the flip-flop of that is, is writing full script. You've got uh, artists who see the dialogue and they can, they can uh, try to have the characters perform that as, as closely as they can. So it, it's a little different each way. And I know you didn't specifically ask about the um, plot first versus full script. But the, I would say three to five days for, the, uh, for a full script and, and probably actually uh, maybe even a little less uh, the other way. Now, we, ha we have to ask you, we have to ask this. Were you a Batman fan growing up? And if so, oh, yeah. what was your favorite stories that you remember? Uh, the, the big ones, when I was a little kid, uh, I mean, like, little, uh, the, one of the very first comic books I ever bought off the stands was uh, Swamp Thing with Batman in it. And it was, just, uh, it was just a cool thing. And then not too long after that, maybe when I was, Maybe when I was 12 years old or something, they, uh, uh, so three or four years later, they, they came out with the Treasury Editions, and I bought the, uh, the Batman Treasury Edition that had the Ra's al story in it. And I know a lot of people pronounce it Ra's al but I just can't say it that way. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, um, and that was just great stuff. It just, you know, I, I fell in love with Neil Adams' drawing and Dick Giordano's inks and, and Denny's writing, and just, just thought that was wonderful. And, but along the way, I, I've I've really liked uh, what Frank did with Batman Year One. I thought, and, and David Mazzucchelli, I thought that was just uh, an incredible storyline. And Batman: Son of the Demon was a great story by Mike Barr and Jerry Bingham. And even things, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not as much when I'm a kid with those stories, but but later on with things like uh, the, the the first 20 or so issues of Legends of the Dark Knight, I really liked the rotating teams and seeing Doug mention Paul Galassi write and draw stuff. And, and uh, I think Grant Morrison did a run, run in that range as well. And uh, just always liked the character. I always liked the detective aspect a lot whenever anybody used it. And, uh, uh, you know, Killing Joke was a, was a, a, a great book as well. I loved Brian Bond's uh, Batman and, and, uh, and any time you get to see uh, uh, Alan Moore write a character like that, it's a, it's a treat. The last question we have, is there any future projects that you can tell us about? Well, they, uh, I'm, uh, I hate to be so secretive. I'm writing a miniseries that I'm working on directly with Dan Didio that uh, is outside of the Bat books. Uh, I am talking to uh, Mike Siglane and Mike March about possibly doing some more books within the, the, the Batman uh, group 
Uh, they've, they've reacted really positively to what I've done with Oracle. And um, uh, that, that's primarily it. I mean, the, uh, uh, although um, we're waiting on approval now, uh, we had a really good fan reaction to Superman and Batman versus Vampires and Werewolves. And uh, Tom Mandrake and I are talking about doing a, another Halloween special this, uh, for this Halloween. And uh, so that's, uh, that's in the wings. And that's pretty much what I've got going on. I'm actually literally meeting with Dan tomorrow. And uh, we'll see what else pops up. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. We, we appreciate you doing the interview and taking your time. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel.